far too long we've said, well, that's their problem. I'm not going to worry about it. It doesn't involve me. But the truth is, the longer we hold to that attitude, the more it actually does become our problem. We say that all over the churches today, especially as we move into 2024. And that's where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Slayer. Hope you're having a great weekend. It is Monday, a day like any other day. I tell you what, the NFL this year, I I know this isn't a sports podcast, but I'm just going to get off my chest. It's an illusion. I, I couldn't tell you who I think is the best team out there. I think there are many teams overrated. Uh, I, uh, my Bears aren't in the race. I get that. But scratching my head, I think it could be anybody's Super Bowl. I really do. I don't know who's going to be there, but hopefully it's better than last year. So, hey, you want to reach out to me? You can at tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in, whether it's Podbean, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the radio, the internet, however you get to me. Thank you for listening. So, you know, we're heading into 2024. It's, it's hard to believe that it's already December 4th. Only 20 days really left for Christmas shopping. And, you know, we start thinking about New Year's resolutions and goals and things like that. But I thought we'd start out this week and cover some of the biggest challenges that the church is going to face in 2024. And that means you, as a follower of Christ, they will directly affect you as well. And so we're just going to jump into it today. And I want you to put yourself in the place of possibly your pastor of the church and what he now has to worry about, think about, and deal with as we enter 2024. I'd say the very first problem that the church is facing And by this, I mean any church, even if it's a church that's lukewarm or backslidden or that has a a woke agenda. But for those Bible-believing, tongue-talking, Holy Spirit-filled, fire-walking churches, one of the major problems this year going into 2024 is the lack of an emphasis on evangelism and outreach by the individuals. By that, I mean there are a lot of churches who have great events, great concerts, great worship, great Sunday morning service. And people are just expected to bring their friends to those, or they're just expected to somehow magically attract non-believers. But the truth is, is the Great Commission is still a personal mission for all of us. It is up to us to invite Christians to uh, non-Christians to church. It's up to us to tell non-Christians about Jesus. I posed this question to my church. I said, what if in the month of January 2024, I said, You can't come to church unless you bring a non-Christian. I said, well, how would that affect you? And I gave them some choices. Would it A, offend you? Would it B, challenge you? Would it C, cause you to not come that month? Would it D, depress you? Would E, it excite you about your emphasis uh, on outreach and growth? F, would it cause you to go to another church? Or even G, would you go, well, I'm already doing that. I I already bring non-Christians to church. I hope it's the later. But the point is, is I think most Christians, they'd shrug their shoulders and go, well, I mean, I'll try, but if not, I guess I'm not going to church. The whole mission, the whole purpose of Christianity when Christ left was to reach people for Jesus. And yet it has become secondary. I think in in today's world, a lot of people really, they're excited to be in church. They're excited to go Sunday mornings. They're excited for the worship. They're excited for a good message They're excited for maybe their ministry. They really feel plugged into the children's ministry or worship team or greeters or prayer team. 
And they get so involved in that 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 becomes their focus. The focus becomes inside the four walls of the church rather than outside the four walls, which is what our mission is. It's those who do not go to church, those who do not know Christ. I think that's going to be a huge challenge in today's world. Next, I think one of the biggest challenges in 2024 for the church is going to be affirming the sufficiency and the authority of Scripture. By that, I mean that the Bible is everything and has everything and knows everything that's necessary for our faith, for our personal practice on how to live our life and how to please God. I believe it is the authority of Scripture that allows us to speak boldly against many of the agendas we see in the world and more and more people more and more churches, might I say even more and more pastors, are going to begin to hedge or are going to begin to slip and falter, affirming the sufficiency and the authority of Scripture. In fact, I recently heard a pastor preaching, and he said, well, I know that everyone's views are changing, but this is how I see this verse applying to today's world. And he completely took the verse out of context, and he completely used it to affirm a sinful lifestyle. Look, it's going to be harder and harder in today's world. You might know already in the outside world, as you try to talk to people who don't know Jesus, that it's already hard to say, well, the Bible says. They kind of roll their eyes and look at, like, look at you like you're you know, Amish. But it's going to start to feel that way more and more in a lot of churches. The next one, and I think it's huge, is consistent prayer. If you don't have a prayer life, you've got nothing. If you don't go to your prayer meetings at your church, you've got nothing. If your church doesn't base their programs and their ministries on prayer, they got nothing. If the pastor doesn't have a consistent prayer life, he's nothing. Doesn't matter how big your church is, how flashy it is, how many people come, the technology, the lights, the ministries, how great the children's church is, how wonderful the youth ministry is, how great the pastors are. None of that matters and it has almost no effect without prayer. And in fact, I think Satan loves the churches that are busy with fluff, busy with shebang, busy with worship, busy with all these ministries, and they don't pray. Hey, he's he's thrilled about that. Because the truth is, is prayer is what tears down the walls. Prayer is what changes lives. Prayer is what sets the captives free. Praying so that people understand and see and know Jesus Christ. It is only through prayer. Christ said, I came to make my house a house of prayer. Boy, how many churches lack that? Uh, if you gave a million dollars to churches for every hour they spent in prayer this last year as a church, I bet quite a few of them wouldn't even break $10 million. Some of them maybe not even a million dollars. I was pretty hard on my church this last week, and I said that our prayer meetings at our church are pathetic. Strong words, but it's the truth. Because I know the only thing that makes a difference isn't my preaching, isn't our ministries, but it's the prayer behind all of that. Without prayer, we're nothing. Hey, we're going to get to some more challenges in 2024. But until then, pray for your pastor. Check out your church. Get involved and pray. And until tomorrow, keep slaying giants.